Welcome to Kitchen Table Alchemy. Okay, we are, I, we're, we're having a special show today. Our Sarah Korn is not with us. She is traveling um, because there was a death in the family. So she's on the other side of the country right now. And we're doing a special episode. Um, we've got a pop-up podcast happening today. And that was sparked by some of the comments that Trump had made, not yesterday, but were revealed yesterday. Um, where he's basically bragging about sexually assaulting women. And so um, I felt called to do a pop-up podcast today and do a sort of spontaneous community ritual um, to address this, because I think that rape culture needs our silence and our shame in order to thrive. And so I think it's time that we do everything in our power to quit giving it that. Um, so today uh, we've gathered a few people here. I know we've got some people that may be coming in late, but you guys are used to strange noises happening in the background of this podcast. <laughs> so, um, so just forgive that when it comes in the door. And I felt called to, um, we're going to talk for just a little bit about some of the background of how I'm seeing this in the frame. And then um, I'll start a new track and we will do this as a ritual and record the things that are happening. And um, I'm going to turn the mic off when people are sharing. Um, so we've called people together to, uh, for women to share their stories of sexual assault and for supportive men to stand in silent witness to those stories. So um, when we get to the sharing part, then I'm going to turn off the mic um, so that you can use this podcast to do something similar if you feel called to do so in your community or if you really wanted to be here today and couldn't, um, this is something that we can all do. So I encourage everyone to gather around your kitchen table and do a little alchemy. Okay, so I wanted to give a sort of frame about what I see happening um, in the election season. This election season has been very challenging. Um, in some ways it's been um, traumatizing. There have been many times that it feels like I'm back at junior high school again, right? Things that um, have not gotten under my skin since I was in my late 20s is being stirred up again. Um, and it really does, um, I avoid seeing him or listening to him as much as humanly possible um, because he does really invoke that sort of uh, schoolyard bully thing, right? Um, I did not listen to the tapes. So full disclosure, I did not listen to the tapes um, that were released yesterday, but read transcripts of comments, right? So um, it's... I need to just breathe. I think all of us just need to breathe through this. So, um, because I want to avoid getting into a space um, where we're bashing the side, bashing that side. And I really want this to be kitchen table alchemy. And for me, that metaphor is very much about people gathering around a kitchen table and having honest, heartfelt conversations with one another and how that is something that is very transformative and healing. 
So, um, and as we've done over and over again in this podcast, looking at these kind of things in a way to flip them inward, right? So that we're not pointing our finger. Um, as an example, I was on the con- I had a conversation with a friend, uh, friend slash colleague yesterday about some other business stuff. Um, and she has moved back to her hometown. So her husband's having some health issues, so they've moved back towards family. And um, there is a lot of Trump support there, right? This is not in a major metropolitan area. And um, she made a comment about like, oh, I just want to round them all up and ship them off to an island somewhere, you know? And I was like, see, but that's that's the problem. I mean, that's like, how how is that any better than what he's calling for, right? The thing that is so frightening and repugnant is this call to round people up and get rid of them if we, per- we perceive them as being a problem. Um, Europe has certainly had its run-in with certain people that had that sort of philosophy, and we all know what that leads to. It's not something that we're proud of later, no matter how much the emotions are grabbing us in the moment. So, so we have to find, and this is not a fringe movement either. This is a, a massive section of the population that is either um, in full support of this or is completely blind to what's actually happening. And I honestly don't know which one is more problematic. <laughs> right? I really don't know which one is more problematic. But, um, and so there's a lot of things about this that I'm, I, I have no idea how to do this. I know we have to find a way to come back into community together. I know we have to find a way to... We are all in this boat together, so we have to find a way to, to oar in the same direction. Um, and there's a lot of things I don't know about how to do that. But after these comments last night, um, and I have been exhausted since I got back from San Francisco and been going to bed. I actually went to bed at 10 o'clock one night this week. So I was in bed before midnight every night this week, which is quite strange. And there was one night that I went to bed at 10 and still every night, eight and 10 hours of sleep. And so um, I, I think part of, and usually I'm a kind of person that just needs five or six, right? So I think part of that is also the drag that this is taking, right? So I think I'm picking up on that and it's, it's really pulling me down. Um, so the thing, staying up, I did stay up last night quite, I was really tired, um, but I went onto Facebook and got pulled into the rabbit hole. And even Clarissa Pinkola Esty, like Brene Brown had posted something about the comments. Pinko, uh, Clarissa Pinkola Estes had posted something about the comments. Several people here in the local Phoenix community that never post anything about politics had posted last night. So this seems to have hit a chord with a lot of people of, okay, this is absolutely enough, right? Um, And so when it comes to this particular issue, I feel like I do know a way into shifting that, right? Um, And like I'd said in the intro, this rape culture that is demonstrated in this, and I want to be very, these were not lewd, this was not a lewd conversation about women. This was bragging about sexual assault. So there's been a lot of um, newspaper articles that have talked about lewd, these are not lewd conversations. This is bragging about sexual assault. There is a difference, right? He's not talking about how cute her butt is, or I'm sure he would not use those words, but you know what I mean. So, (laughs) so, um, but uh, 
he is bragging about sexual assault. And in order to be able to do that, there has to be silence. There has to be shame. And, um, and, and women have to feel alone, right? I think that any woman that has been in his path or the path of anyone like him has probably felt like they were by themselves when those things happened, right? That there was something they had done to elicit that. There was something about them that didn't demonstrate boundaries clearly enough. There was, right, like we go into these head spaces of thinking we've called that in some way. And we, even if we know that they're a creep or, or these kind of things, we don't typically seek to find other women and ask them, have you had this, these problems with this guy, right? And imagine what would change if we were to do that, if we weren't carrying these things and secrecy and shame and silence and instead reached out to one another to talk about it. Um, I think a lot of things would shift. And I think on, an, on other levels as well, if we're thinking about um, groups of, of boys in school and how they continue to act as men, right? There is the bully the, the ringleader like Trump. There's a couple of guys close to him that laugh it off, right? Maybe they even want to be like that. But then there's far many that stand in silence and probably feel really upset, disgusted, sick, nervous, like all these really uncomfortable emotions, but don't feel like they have the power to stand up and say something. And so... Um, so today I am really calling people that have been in those spaces to stand up and speak and recognize that there are far more of us than there are of the bullies and that the, the bullies maintain their power by keeping all of us quiet. So, um, so speaking up is going to be a really great way to minimize that. Okay, so um, now what we're going to do is begin a community sharing ritual and to hold the space so that this happens um, in our best and highest way, then I would like us to take a moment to call in the four directions. And I love calling in the four directions with the gender medicine wheel that was developed by the New Path School of Shamanism in New Mexico. So um, you can either in your minds or physically standing up and turning to the different directions, follow along with us on this. So we welcome the east, the place of beginnings, of the wind and the breath, the place of the inner feminine and the void that contains all that can be and all that isn't. We turn to the south Welcome the fire of the hearth and flame and family, the place of the outer feminine and the womb of our growth. We call to the west, the place of water, of the inner masculine, of the vision of the future we long to build. We call to the north, plate of our bones, of the outer masculine, the manifestation of our hopes and dreams. Be with us now, protect our journeys inside and out.
as the sharing in the space can be very um, emotive and intense, I would like everyone to take a deep grounding breath. Feel the support of the chair underneath you. Breathe in through the top of your head like a dolphin breathes in. Pulling the breath down along your spine, release it at the bottom of your spine. Let those roots grow down into the earth. Down into the earth. With each exhale, releasing anything tight and tense. Feel the support of Mother Earth, how she takes care of all of our needs, the air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat. Pull up those nutrients and support back up through your heart space and release through the top of your head like branches of a tree. Feel the support of the sunshine, the expansiveness of the stars and live in the space in between those. Think of all those who have been kind to you, who have supported you, who have gently called you to grow. Think of those who have believed you, who brought you forward and called you to your greatest and highest. Ask them to come be with you now. I've lit some things in the center of where we are. We're gathered around the table. So I've lit some candles. Um, I have a small statue of Virginia Woolf to guide us here. Um, and instead of having a sharing stick, I have um, or a talking stick, I have a sharing bowl. So whatever you would like to use and that you have um, to pass around the circle and let each person talk for a little while and share what they need to share. In this case, we'll be talking into the bowl. And when you've said your piece, you can strike the bowl to clear that out and then pass it to the next person in the circle. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit um, before we go into the community ritual about the importance of sharing our stories and the power that happens within that. Um, a story that I have to sort of demonstrate that was, um, I don't know how many of you remember the movie Precious when it came out. Um, 
there were a lot of people at the time that that came out. I was actually um, I was either in the middle of or had just finished doing a fifteen week um, course on healing from sexual trauma. Uh, this particular course was a Christian-based course, and I was going to it. Um, I did not identify as Christian at the time, but I was going to it with the mind of, or the eye of uh, making an interfaith version of that. Uh, so at that time, I was connected to a lot of people that were very busy with um, excavating and healing these traumas that we had. And so when the film came out, um, there were several people that I knew that did not feel like they were in a space to be able to watch that abuse on screen. And I, there was something in me that just felt like I needed to go. So I did. I went by myself. The theater was absolutely packed. And I have to tell you that sitting in that theater and watching what that young woman was going through, there were so many things on the screen that I could really relate to, including being blamed for, um, including the mother's reaction to the stepfather's sexual abuse, uh, being, being blamed, the, the, the mother having a jealous reaction and blaming the child for it. Um, so there were a lot of things that were really similar. There were a lot of things that were far more extreme than what I went through, but there were a lot of things that were really similar. And being in that theater and hearing people's reactions to these things that had been so much a part of my upbringing, to hear people gasp at some of the things that were said, that were also said to me, to hear people shifting uncomfortably in their seats, to hear people crying. It was really powerful for me because when that abuse was happening as a child uh, and a teenager, uh, of course, I was, I was blamed for that. I was told that I was being treated this way because I was bad. I was being told that I deserved this treatment. I was being told that if I... Uh, wasn't as horrible as I would was they wouldn't have to do this to me um, and so it had been uh, very much normalized and where there had been places that seemed out of sorts I was the the responsibility for that was not taken by the adults that were around me it was placed on my shoulders and so being in a situation where people, I could hear people's responses to the things that had been so normalized for me, that was really healing. And so uh, this community sharing ritual that we're gonna do today, the, the reason that we're doing this is because I think for so many people, these are stories that we have held inside of us for years and many of us have told no one and some of us have told a few people but it has always been um it's been something that we've held on to far more than we've um released and so 
the power of sharing our story in empathetic community is magnificent. Brene Brown talks about how the antidote to shame is empathy. So as you move forward in this community ritual with your circle, um, I hope that that gives you the bravery to share. And um, as you're going around and sharing, um, we're going to be using a sharing bowl. You could also use a talking stick, something to move around the circle. And whoever is holding that, it's the floor is theirs. And um, empathetic gestures, nodding heads, the occasional uh, affirmative noise um, is fine and, and certainly appropriate. Feel with each other in this. And I think you're going to hear your own, you're going to hear reflections of your own story over and over again as you go around the circle. Um, and it's very affirming and beautiful. So certainly show that to each other, but make sure that any commentary or comments, even if they're affirming, um, are kept to yourself, that the only person that is talking is the person that's holding the bowl. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I know there were a lot of things said that haven't been talked about at all or haven't been talked about much. And I am really honored to, um, to be in the space where those things see daylight. I think daylight is the best disinfectant. So the next, um, the next portion that we'll do, I'm gonna go get some paper and um, we're going to write letters of forgiveness to ourselves. Um, one of the themes that came up around our table was the way that we hold ourselves complicit, the way that we haven't forgiven ourselves, the things that we blame ourselves for. Um, so the next part is gonna be taking a little time to write those things down. Okay, so uh, now I invite everyone, if they are comfortable, to either share the letter or to talk about the letter with the group. Oh. Okay, so in the sharing of the letter, I welcome you to either read the letter, if you feel comfortable with that, or you can talk about something around the letter, if you're more comfortable with that. Or if you don't mind sharing briefly about um, what this process was like for you. So whatever place you're comfortable in sharing, thank you for opening up and doing that now. Thank you so much for sharing your letters. I know I heard pieces of myself in every single one of them, and I'm sure that you're feeling the same. So in this next step, what I'd like us to do is to transmute this letter in some way and release what's there. So there's a lot of different ways we can do that. 
we can shred it into tiny little bits and put it in the trash. We can um, take it to a safe place to burn in a fire. So if you have a fire pit, you can go outside and do that in a fire pit. Um, if you're inside or an apartment balcony, having like a, a stainless steel mixing bowl with a tea light at the bottom can be one way to do that. Um, you can also uh, take the, the letter to a body of water, if there's a body of water that's near you somewhere. Uh, so there's a lot of different things that we can do to transmute this different, this to transmute what's in this letter. So decide with your community uh, what feels um, the most comfortable or the most cathartic to you as a community and start moving towards doing that. Now that you've decided what you're going to do with your letters, um, come into that space where you're going to do that. And like you did in the sharing, one by one, um, everyone else hold the space for each person to uh, transform their letter, whether that's going to be through shredding, fire, or water. Um, and if you're doing something like shredding or like the fire, um, or if you're in a space where you can see the letters going through water, um, wait until the letter is completely shredded or um, it's been completely burned up before moving on to the next person. If you like, uh, when your letter is finished, you can say a few words about what that felt like for you. So the host of the group can actually ask each person as they finish um, if they have any words that they'd like to share. So now that you've all transmuted your letters, as we're, we've, we've gone through the initial sharing, we've done some forgiveness work, We've transmuted the letter from the forgiveness work, and now we're looking and turning towards the future. So um, today, uh, as we're doing this, it is the 8th of October. Um, it is a quarter moon, and my sacred arts teacher, Brianna Saucy, gives us questions to, to contemplate on each of the moon phases. And the question that she gave us for today's moon phase was, how can I bring more endurance and patience into my life? When I first read this question, I thought, oh no, like it was really, really terrible. Um, because in the past, I, I learned a long time ago not to pray for patience, strength or endurance. Um, because I found that uh, I ended up having situations come to my life that would require me to have lots of patience and lots of strength and lots of endurance. So I learned a long time ago to quit praying for that. So, um, so when I saw that question, it brought a dread up in many, many ways. It made me wonder what was coming down the pike. Um, it, it, it brought back that dread of seeing, seeing it that way. But as I'd sort of been sitting on it before it came, uh, and in the ritual bath that I had, uh, before we did this podcast today, I took some time to try to look at it from a different perspective. 
and saw for myself um, that the things that I need to do to bring more endurance and patience into my life, um, one is to stay connected to source, right? So rather than uh, running my tank dry or to a quarter tank, right? I've, I've learned not to let it run dry or I try very hard not to let it run dry anymore. Um, rather than letting it run down and filling it back up and letting it run down and filling it back up to, um, to really tap in to source as I understand that and be in that flow. And if I'm in that flow, then I can endure a great many things. And it's very easy to have patience because uh, my, my mind, my heart, my spirit are all open in a, in a very different way. Um, so that would be one of the things that I could call in. And um, surrounding myself with supportive community is also something that would give me a lot of endurance and patience. It makes it a lot easier to move through the difficulties of, this, of the day and of this time if I've got that supportive community there. Um, and the, the thing that came up in my morning pages this morning for me was um, also to train my focus on growth and shift because there's a lot of stuff I could look at that's really upsetting and heartbreaking and just brings these waves of despair. And so to train my focus on growth and shift. And if I can stay trained on that, um, then, then that would certainly empower me, right? Then, then I'm, I'm clicking into a bigger why um, and, and seeing progress. So, um, so I invite you now um, to go around the circle again and to have each of you think about what, what do you need to maintain that? What do you need to bring more endurance and, um, and patience into your life? What do you need to support, to be supported in that? What can you do to support yourself? And is there anything that you can ask of your community to help in that support? So feel free to ask uh, questions that help people clarify or dig a little deeper we don't you, you don't we don't want to turn into like you know 20 minute can't a coaching session or something but um but just to help each other get a little deeper on this question and really see how moving forward we can build this endurance and patience in our lives so that we can um stay in the game Beautiful. Okay, so um, now if there's anything else that anybody needs to say or share to feel complete in this space, take some time to go around the circle one more time and allow everyone to, to have room for a closing thought, a closing insight, if there's something they feel they need to share to be complete. At this time, we would like to release the directions and thank them for holding the space for us 
and to be with us in the journey as we move forward on these issues. So either in your mind or by standing up and doing it physically, we turn to the north, plate of our bones, the place of tradition, the outer masculine and the place of manifestation. Thank you. We release you. To the west, the place of water, of the inner masculine and the vision and the dreams that pull us into the future. We release you. Thank you. To the south, the place of the flame of the hearth, the womb that supports our growth, the outer feminine. Thank you. We release you. And to the east, the place of beginnings, the wakening of breath, the void that contains all things and contains nothing. Help us to stand steadfast on your precipice. Thank you. We release you. So, oh, thank you so much for holding this space today, for being with your community in this way, for holding the space for yourself and each other. This is how we shift this. This is how we perform that alchemy on the places that would shut us down and close us off instead to and isolate us from one another to instead come together and open up. So um, it means so much to me to have shared this space with the people that were here today and with you that will do this afterwards. Um, and it was really beautiful and amazing to see this mosaic of ourselves in this ritual today, to see how many things other people said that were pieces of my own story um, that was like, oh yeah, I forgot to talk about that, you know, um, that deep relating and understanding um, is just so healing and powerful. And there were a lot of different themes that came up in our group. So I'd be really curious to hear what sort of things came up in your group when you did this. Um, some of the things that, that stand out were um, this not saying anything um, that ran through absolutely every single story. Uh, these things that happened to us that in the moment we were so flabbergasted by um, and not really knowing how to handle it and not wanting to cause a scene and um, not wanting to upset anyone, um, not wanting to be mean and not saying anything. And how in that not saying anything, 
we have been complicit in this. Um, so that was a really big theme that came today. And that's why we did the forgiveness letters because there's, um, there's a lot going on there. Um, another theme that came up for us today, um, that I think is really, really powerful is this idea of saying boys will be boys. Um, and for those of us that, um, love our brothers, love our dads, love our male partners, love our sons, and do not see that behavior in them and know that they are just as disgusted and upset by it as we are. Um, it is really a gross insult, isn't it? To be saying boys will be boys and using this predatory, um, low-level behavior as a benchmark of what it is to be a boy or a man. This really is insulting, and it's something that I have often wondered, you know? Like, if I was a man, I would be furious that people seem to think that, um, that this is okay for me, or this is typical for me, or... Um, yeah, I, and, I, and I think that's something to be talked about a lot more and really questioned by. And I, I would love to see the many, many men that I know feel this way to stand up and say that because it really is insulting. And there are a lot of really fantastic men out there that would never dream of behaving like this. Um, so it's about time that we quit acting like that's what boys are and thus lumping all men into that space. Um, as we talked about a few episodes ago, um, that is not, we're, we're so used to toxic masculinity in this culture that we almost don't even know what divine masculinity looks like. And a lot of times when we think about the masculine, we think about hyper-masculine or toxic masculine because it's so much more prevalent. And this is one of the spaces that I think we could do some big shifting and really pay attention to that language, men and women both. And when we hear that language to call out and say, hey, 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 hey wait a second, uh, no, <laughs> that is not what boys do. That's what predators do. Um, and to, to really call that out and not be lumping that all in together, I think that's really powerful. Um, and the sense of powerlessness and helplessness in that moment um as well as one of the themes that came out as we were walking around and and um reading our letters um was that so often if we did turn to people for help or we felt like we couldn't turn to people for help um there was the sense that we weren't getting the help that we needed um, because this was fine and they thought it was fine. This, this predatory behavior was fine. This violation was fine. Um, and I, and I don't, I question whether that's really true from this space. I question if that's really true. And I, I wonder if people don't feel so overwhelmed by it that it's easier to just shut down the person that calls it up. Uh, than it is to try to face what's happening here. 
So, um, and that's something that we can all work to shift in our own ways, in our own world, with the people very close around us, um, is to really look for the opportunities to move, to move that over, to recognize that our instinct to shut something down or smooth something over or try to make it better somehow um, and, and, and effectively silencing the person that's just gone through it. Um, where is that coming from? Is that coming from a place because it feels so big and overwhelming we don't really know what to do with it? Um, and if it is, then what's one step that we could do to do something with that? Um, and this will take endurance and patience. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So, um, so what's one space that we can do to turn that around? Yeah. Um, I had another, I had another theme that came up and it just ran away from me. So, um, but I would love to see more, um, please share with the group, uh, once you've been able to use this in your community and follow this ritual, please share with the group, the things that came up for you. Um, let's, let's start talking about this, um, men and women together and how we can, um, take the schoolyard back from the bullies. So join us on the Facebook group at Kitchen Table Alchemy. Um, you can subscribe via your podcast player to make sure that these podcasts download automatically when they're released. Um, instead of having to wait for me to get a link onto the website at www.kitchentablealchemy.com. Um, this is the beginning of the conversation. We don't want to be the conversation. We want to start the conversation. So please um, share this with your friends, talk about it, and then come back to the digital campfire um, to continue the, the conversation further.